just very briefly, today's Parsha um, in the Sheni in Bahar. So first of all, it talks about how you're supposed to deal business dealings with another with another person. So uh, first it says that uh, when you sell something or you buy something, don't cheat. Basically, don't cheat. Rashi says very simply it means simply as it's uh, as it's uh, as it's stated. Uh, you need to be honest and you need to deal with uh, with with uh, uh, with honesty. And that has a particular um, relevance because in the times of the uh, of the Torah, if you uh, sold property, uh, you only sold it up till the jubilee, up till the Yovel year. Because at the year of the Yovel, 50 years, all the properties would go back to the owners. So the original owner would get back the property. So it's not right to sell a property without taking into consideration how many years the person is going to be able to use the field and to sow and plant it. So if there is a very few years left until the Yovel is coming, and he sells it to him for a very high price, that means that the buyer has been cheated because he paid a high price. He's not going to have it for that long. He's going to have it very short because by the Yovel, he's going to get it back. On the other hand, if it's a long time for the Yovel and he sells it to him for very little, then the seller is going to be cheated because uh, he sells it for a small price, but he's going to end up holding it for a long time. So you always have to take into consideration the amount of tavuas as the details as the Pasuk says. So that's one step. But then the Torah further continues and says again, v'loi toinu. The word of cheating is used over here in the language of al toinu. Let me see what the English translates it as. Um, 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 how does it use the word in 14? Uh, when will become uh, uh, but anyways, so the words you turn, but then he uses again. Why is the Pasik again telling us ish It says again, it would seem like you shouldn't cheat one one another, but we already uh, said it before not to cheat each other. And then over here, the verse adds, You shall fear God because I am God, your God. So Rashi explains that this second time is actually talking about words. The first time we're talking about a business transaction that you have to be make sure that it's fair. The second one is talking about words. And Rashi gives two examples. First of all, you're not allowed to say something to get the other person upset. There is a prohibition of toinu ishesochiv, not to get the other person upset. Kan Rashi says another example, Rashi says. Also, so first of all, not to get a person upset. That means not to use words in a way of hurting the other person. So first of all, is not saying something insulting, not saying something that would cause him pain. And the second thing Rashi says is, don't give him an advice to the other person 
which is not fitting for the other person, but it may serve your interest uh, of the one who's giving the advice. So in this Pasuk, we had a very similar Pasuk before. Rashi gave an example in Parshas Kedoshim. Over there it also says a similar thing. It says, That in front of a blind person, do not put a stumbling block. So literally it means if a person is blind, don't put something in front of him so that he's going to fall. But Rashi over there translates that what we're really talking about is don't give a blind person, a blind person means who doesn't realize. He's coming to give you advice, so you give him the wrong advice. So say, for example, Rashi says over there, if you tell the person, um, why don't you sell your field and buy a donkey instead? Now, it's known that real estate property is the, something that a person should hold on to, he shouldn't sell it his real estate, his property. But he's advising him, and he's giving him, he says, you know what, the prices are falling, and you're not ever going to get back your money, why don't you go ahead and sell your real estate? And take the money that you buy your real estate, go ahead and buy a donkey for that money. And then, what happens is, he goes by through a third party, or something like that, in a roundabout way, and he buys that property. So he advised him, he advised him to sell his property, but he, he went and he bought his property. So that's called giving a stumbling block in front of a blind person. So we've got to look in the Mepharshim why the Pesach said, according to Rashi, the Pesach seems to be repeating the same prohibition twice. means that, and very similar in this case, it also means the same thing. But the most important piece that I want to mention in both places in both Pesukim, when it talks about this, it ends with the words over there it says here it says very similar what does that mean? so Rashi says that a lot of times there are certain things that the people around you can't fault you because the person can always say I thought this was the best advice he can say I advised it to you because I thought this was in your, your best interest. And nobody is going to know you think the truth. So you can always excuse yourself and you're going to say, I gave you good advice. It didn't work for you, it's not my fault. I made a mistake. You tell the guy, go buy this, uh, invest in this stock. So you tell him to invest in a, in a company and you know, he persuades you to do so. And you go then you invest, you believe him. But the other person had other things in mind. You know, he was making a Ponzi scheme. He was doing other stuff. But he convinced you. And then when you come and say, hey, why'd you tell me to buy that, that stuff? You gave me bad advice. He says, no, I, you know, I just thought that it didn't work out. It just happened not to work. But it's not me. So the person says, you must fear Hashem. Now, the only thing is, in the example that Rashi gives over there, it says that you're going to go ahead and in a crooked way, you're going to get that field. Uh, it's mashma. I mean, I know the Rebbe says about that. I didn't get a chance to look at, look at it, but the the um, over there, almost it's, it seems like you can see that the guy was dishonest because um, because um, because you ended up with that piece of property. I thought, for the lotion over there, uh, over there it says that. Um, 
Um, so that's already, you know, you end up, take, you tell him to sell it, so he's, he ends up over there almost saying, he takes your donkey and you take his field, and you pretend that this was a good deal. Over there it seems more direct, but uh, he, you know, he doesn't know your real intentions. You know, you convinced him to buy your, your donkey and you ended up taking his field, so he had a bad deal, but you, you convinced him of that. But over here Rashi doesn't give any examples, but it seems very similar. I'm sure there's a difference between these two places. But the same thing is true. I mean, we, we live today in a pretend world, and most of the things that we do, uh, you know, we don't really, uh, uh, really uh, hold by that, and uh, we're just uh, uh, pretending. But this, this is talking in business with other people. But the same thing is in our Avodah Hashem. So we know the story with the Alter Rebbe, that he says, okay, they will eventually reach the level that they won't pretend, but that doesn't mean that we should uh, realize that when uh, we're told that we have to fear Hashem, because Hashem really knows the thoughts, and we have to try to do things in an honest, in a fair, in a correct way, especially when it deals with other people. And you see that the Torah bunches it up together, as Rashi says, not saying things that are hurtful to your friend is included in the same speech, problem with speech of not tricking somebody with your mouth, even though you may not actually cheat in the transaction. These are all considered to be part of the same uh, prohibition.